0: AI, machine learning, deep learning, neural networks. I'm really confused because I've heard these terms are often used interchangeably. Are they like those Russian stacking dolls they call matryoshka and babushka dolls? Or are there significant differences that make each a unique technology? In this episode, 2237, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be telling us what's going on. When they answer the commonly asked question, how is AI affecting the creation of CGI? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. Welcome
1: to the CG Insider Podcast. And if you're a new listener to our podcast, a special welcome to you. If you're a fan of the podcast, welcome back. In today's episode of our podcast, we'll be answering another great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at the CGBros.com by Randy S. from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And Randy asks us, what effect does AI having on CGI creation. By the end of the
2: podcast today and our discussion, you'll have learned some fascinating things about AI and how it's affecting the computer graphic industry and some background on AI and machine learning. Hopefully we'll be discussing some of those good things. And uh, be sure to stay uh, to the end of the podcast where we'll be showing you some examples of CGI animation that AI is uh, beginning to create. Um, Our goal today is to be sure uh, that you come away with a better understanding of how AI is beginning to change the creative landscape. Um, I'm Sean Johnston, professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 28 years of experience, and uh, today I am a full-time animation director.
1: And I'm Bill Johnston, a CG industry veteran with uh, experience in 3D animation and digital VFX for both pre-rendered cinematics as well as real-time applications for folks like Sony Computer Entertainment and Activision Blizzard and folks like that. But uh, we're your hosts today for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. Thanks for asking this great question also, Randy. Uh you know Sean we hear this discussion all the time having to do with how AI is going to uh, automate or take uh, you know over you know human tasks and including those in art and film and other creative industries uh you know do you think AI will take away the jobs of artists um i don't think so yeah, I was going to say, uh, maybe so, maybe not. But I just wanted to clarify, that's not what this podcast is about. I'm sorry I to Oops. mislead you there. <laughs> right. well, stay tuned for an upcoming podcast where we're going to go ahead and address that question. Uh, you know, uh, But we're saving that for, for, for that podcast. So today we're going to be focusing uh, on how AI is affecting the creation of uh, CG art itself. Uh, well, What is AI? Well, exactly. So, you know, just to yeah, that's a great thing, Sean. What, what is AI and machine learning? Well, it's it, well,
2: it's artificial intelligence, right? It's the uh, using machine or computer that uh, basically enables it to imitate or mimic the human capabilities uh, that we use every day in our computers ourselves, and um, you know, a lot of it is a lot of examples uh, today. It's it's basically used everywhere today, including your your mobile devices and things like that, and Alexa and. You get your voice assistance and there's that image recognition that you can do to unlock your phone. Of course, um, there's also a lot of its uh, machine learning, what they call ML, machine learning for uh, in the financial fraud detection. You know, it's being used prolifically. I mean, basically everywhere um, in our society today.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great point you make. And, uh it's just, it's used in more ways than we even want to realize, and it's it's not just you know software, the ability of software to perform a pre-programmed set of instructions. That's that's really not what AI is about. That's that's what computers do, and they do that very well. And uh, AI is more uh, is more uh, the ability to to take. What's going on? Look at the data and react uh, uh, appropriately to, say, a new situation that the, the computer hasn't in- encountered before. It's it's called more like generalized learning is, is kind of what the what the term is. But basically, it, it AI provides the machines with the capability to, to adapt using reasoning um, and come up with uh, solutions. Uh, it it takes uh, a given input and finds solutions to to a problem uh, instead of just kind of giving you a pre-programmed output
2: yeah and there's also a lot of uh, algorithms interpreting and predicting that it, that it does and it basically applies those different uh, rules um, to to basically uh, acting on that input data and then basically doing a loop on that that data to see the result and then a- analysis of that result and then go back and say was this was this correct not correct how correct was it and then just kind of do that whole feedback loop keep going um, and I think that's basically that loop continues until the desired result is achieved. And that's kind of happens in, in uh, you know, doing artwork as well, uh, where you input certain things that we've seen on uh, a lot of uh, two-minute papers, uh, which I'll show you some of the stuff from that uh, YouTube channel, where they show uh, images and they train the computer uh, with, with basically vast amounts of, of images, for example, New York City, landscapes and architecture and things like that. And so it has a massive database and, and it, it, it in um, some of the stuff I'll show you later, they're actually based on what you're inputting in as far as text, it'll, it, that text, it knows what you're, what you've typed. And then also it's relating that to the images that you're, that's in this database. And it's, um, it can crunch all that um, massive amounts of data uh, in an intelligent way.
1: Yes. And, mo- and most people don't know that artificial intelligence, as cool as it is and as advanced as it, it is, and it's still in its infancy uh, right now, And, and it, but it's, it's, it's immensely powerful, uh, even so. Uh, but it's been used to create art uh, since the 1950s, uh, when the really? father of computer science, yeah, A.M. Turing, uh, he used what's called the Turing machine uh, to create a piece of abstract art. It was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, definitely look, look that up. That's uh, But that, you know, people... People don't realize that, you know, computers have been around for a while and, uh, you know, there are pretty rudimentary forms of AI. I mean, it's not like anything we had today, but it was one of the first, first, uh, first AI created, uh, generated art. Um, yeah, pretty amazing stuff. And, and you know, the it, 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 in 2016, um, another Berlin-based art collective called The Central uh, finished the world's first AI generated exhibition, which featured uh, creations uh, by an algorithm called The Curator, believe it or not which was trained to recognize and, and recreate uh, color patterns and textures uh, found in works of art of popular artists uh, and so basically the a- algorithm or the ai was fed the images of the artist mm-hmm. and the data from the collection uh, which it basically turned around and used to create new original works of art in the style that the artists uh, uh, that uh, created that it had studied it's a kind of amazing stuff you could see a lot of that the, you know, if you t- you know talking about you, you know typing in descriptions for stuff and, and having art generated into the AI you can say hey I want something created in the style of Vincent van Gogh and you can say I want to I want you know cars on a racetrack in the style of Vincent van Gogh and, and you'll come up with some pretty amazing stuff
2: well yeah I, 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 I'd like to I'd like to see that and in fact hopefully you have some of that stuff to show today uh, and you know what's really cool about this it, it, I don't know. It, it's such an exciting field, I think, uh, the whole thing about AI. And I think a lot of people, like you were saying earlier, is this going to replace um, you know, artists and things like that? Um, you know, just, just generally speaking, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I, 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 it's not a magic wand, really. If you look at some of the stuff that we'll be showing in a minute, um, you know, you have, humans have to define the problem. And then you have to identify you know, which, which AI you want to use to solve that, and you have to train it. You have to correct the data and then verify those those results are valid. So there is human, um, you know, connection there. You're not just throwing it in the computer. You have to basically kind of guide it to, to do what you want to do. And even some of the stuff that's resulting from the AI generated art, you've got to go back in there and and manipulate it uh, yourself. And you can draw over it and kind of adjust it to the way you want to be because it's very. Fuzzy. A lot of the stuff that's drawn, uh, that's generated, is kind of fuzzy and kind of distorted in, in weird, weird, strange ways. Um, so I, I have a couple of examples uh, that I could show, which is kind of really, really, really cool. I think um, this particular um, example, if you can pin me, is a Turkish artist, uh, Refik uh, Anadol. Uh, he used artificial intelligence to turn millions of photographs I was telling you about New York into a human what they call, uh, he called it machine hallucination film. And, mm-hmm. and here's some of the images for that. Um, and they, they did it in a kind of in a warehouse in New York city. And it was beautiful with all these projection um, um, TV screens or projection uh, devices that pro- project this stuff all over the walls and all over the, the, the ground. And, and it was really, really beautiful. I guess it was a, uh, they used millions of photos of New York City and then processed them. Uh, and, you, and there's an algorithm in there that kind of removed people's uh, people walking around, so there weren't any actual images of people. But it, it was uh, if if you go online and check it out, it's um, it's pretty mesmerizing to watch. And uh, and, and it, I guess uh, this particular he's he's an amazing artist and he does it um, uh, a lot. And so it's very very fluid. Um, and then there's also a, a, per, a point in this particular film where you see the architecture of New York, but it's, it's basically um, morphing into different, different things throughout, different, different architecture of, of New York. And it's, it's really, really cool. I, I don't know if you had a chance to see that. It was really neat.
1: Yes, and it's a really cool that you get to, to go and see some of these uh, works of art. I mean, you have to actually go there to experience it. But, you know, for most of us, I think you've, you've experienced Snapchat. Uh, and and use that. I mean, they spent uh, a ton of you know a, a time experimenting and coming up with these these uh, face swapping apps that, exactly mm-hmm. exactly right. face swapping and and uh, face filters or whatever uh, and they become unbelievably popular. It's not you know it's not just the the filters that Snapchat uh, is using machine learning to do there. It's it's basically helping to decide which you know, stories come up in your newsfeed and uh, you know when you're on, it, it tracks when you're on the app and and it's, it's you know, have you seen the social dilemma. Yes, I did see uh, that. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you really need to check it out because it will really open your eyes not only to you know, the good things that are going on uh, with this technology, but maybe some of the not so good things that uh, people really aren't thinking about, but, but you know, probably should be. <laughs> right. It,
2: yeah, that's, I, I would recommend that uh, wholeheartedly. That's, that's really uh, it's a very insightful. Um, things that I didn't really realize are actually really going on and why I was so addicted to my, my social media and everything else. Um, but, you know, to go back to to this particular subject, AI, um, using it on smartphones and things like that. But there's also that they're using it in, in uh, the film industry a lot, too, now. Um, there's a lot of things that they're using for, uh, for example, erasing um, a lot of markers, for example, on, on WandaVision uh, Mar- by Marvel Studios. That particular uh, show, I believe, on Netflix, that was being used to remove... Um, Paul Bettany's uh, face uh, markers, and they were tracking tracking the markers. And I believe I even have a, a video of that I can show. Where, so, yeah. Um, yeah, here 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 it is here in the background. So a little bit of of uh, information about that. They had a lot of um, markers on the face that they would you know replace things. The CG uh, on top of that, so he looked at the vision, of course. But um, it would take, it was laborious. It would take like a day to per shot to, to get rid of uh, removing, you know, having the artist go in there and remove those trackers. And um, so they basically created a, a uh, AI um, algorithm that would go in and visually look at these markers and, and digitally remove them and just kind of paint them out. Um, so it was it worked really well for a lot of the shots, but when he was moving very quickly and there's motion blur, um, it was very difficult and they'd start popping back up. And so um, you had they had to retrain it. And the, obviously the more data you have when he's moving quickly is gonna be, it's gonna use that data and um, and make it a little bit cleaner. So any of this stuff that they, they couldn't do uh, using the AI to automatically paint out, they had the artists go back in and fix. But uh, that's the power of doing that. So these things that are mundane, the the, the uh, repetition of, of doing something like that, that's, I think, where they're going to be taking away you know, some, of, some of people's jobs to do that kind of stuff. But then they're going to also have people that are going to be needed to, um, you know, feed that data in and also kind of, you know, concentrate on other artistic functions, you know, for the show, not just as they're just mundane painting, almost like an assembly line, you know?
1: Yes, and I think it's basically a tool. You know, it's a tool right. like any other tool, and you kind of, well, it's not like any other tool.
2: <laughs> well, honestly, it, it is. I, I, well, the thing is, it's going to speed up production. We, you're, you're, you've already got these streaming services that are just, ch- you know, churning out, um, you know, shows, and people are just burning through it and binge watching everything, and so, it's outpacing basically a lot of um, the content generation. So there's people are just, you know, burning through through data, and so. Or, or movies and things like that. So they're gonna need more uh, artists to do these things. And so I think this kind of mundane stuff is gonna be um, taken care of and then artists can actually uh, actually concentrate on being way more creative, you know?
1: Yeah, I definitely think, I, yes, I think there'll be a lot, of more, a lot more creative opportunities I think AI will pro- provide as well. You know, I think like you said, it will take some, some jobs away, but it'll, it'll add, I think, create probably a lot more jobs. But we'll, we can discuss that a little more right, right down the right, road. Right, right, I but, agree. Uh,
2: well, let me let me, wanted, you, let me show you go. Let me show you one more quick. This one, this one I thought was really cool too. Um, and this is we've shown Thanos before and, and Brolin, James, Josh Brolin in, in this particular role. But they captured this particular thing in for the movie uh, for the Avengers. They captured tons and tons of data in a basically what they call a laboratory setting with Josh in there, and they used that data to train uh, neural networks inside the computer to learn how his particular face moves. And then, you know, for example, when the actress says, you know, his lines, they look left, they look right, and they go through some silly expressions. And so there's immense amount of data, detail in the data set. And then they can go to the movie and the actors and they go on the set and they can act like they normally would for the scenes. And they don't have to wear any special equipment, but sometimes they would wear like a headgear or something that's super lightweight. And that would allow their actors to, uh, you know, act like they're in a normal movie and then later, the animators would go back in and, and animate the digital characters, right? And then on top of that, they would tell the computer what expression the actor wants to be in for that particular uh, scene. And then the computer, you know, takes that and, and knows based on that really dense data set, and, and it uses to enhance that visual effects uh, what the visual effects animators already done and make it look uh, really, really real. That's why when you look at his face when he's, when he's acting and in the close-ups, it looks so real.
1: Yes, it does look. Real, that's pretty amazing, and and not to mention the the application of lip syncing. Uh, you know, once you have those data sets, and you can you can uh, manipulate those data sets with AI, you can you can have them speak any language you you choose. Yeah, that's <laughs> you fascinating. And, yeah, you sent some me something tech- the other day about that, didn't you? Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that a little bit uh, farther here, but uh, but basically, that's the basic technology. Hopefully, we'll get time have time to get to it. Another great uh, use of AI in in uh, animation is the use of of. Uh, basically image, 2D image to models and three 2D image to scenes. And here's a great example of some input images of this woman in a studio and a 3D scene is generated with the objects, a 3D fully textured. And this is a 3D, a 3D scene, Sean, just amazing stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, basically you just need a couple reference images and they use what's called a neural network uh, to create these models. And NVIDIA is doing some really groundbreaking work right now in this area. And uh, basically, you can get a three D model in just a few seconds, as you can see here, based on just a few input images. The it's really cool. amazing. Here's a, here's another uh, example of that, real quick. Uh, uh, let's
2: see. It's cool how it's all textured um, and colored. You know, that's uh, that's super super powerful. How that is. Yeah. Uh, we've always wanted to do that without having to spend so much time modeling a chair or modeling these you know these objects that are. Um, non-character-based things.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's really cool because, you know, the, it just grabs the 2D images and, you know, you just ha- all you need is the images to be taken from different angles, basically. Right. And and the AI intelligently fills in the missing gaps. Here's a great example uh, of that. If I uh, can see it. Oh, I, I think I've I got you pinned on there. No, yeah. it's not switching to It's not switching to my camera. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Well, now maybe I'll have to show some stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, explain what yeah. it, you're showing in this particular scene. Oh, right, let me see if I can, oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, in this particular scene, uh, let me go ahead and start that again. It, basically, here's a, it a collection of images. These are the th- three or four input images, and then the AI creates an animation uh, in a 3D environment, it creates a 3D environment, including the objects created in 3D and fills in the missing gaps. I mean, you're flying through, a, basically, Sean, an image. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> and here you can see the reference images, the input images up at the top right corner, and the resulting video uh Created by the AI, and you can see there's some gaps in some of the areas, but right the door, uh, yeah, exactly. And and here's another phenom- Here's a phenomenal example of the the train where you know you take these input uh, images down at the bottom right of a train, and look what you can fly around the darn train. That that is like a magic. I know right? it's just magic. I mean, we are moving into realms. I mean, AI is doing some things that are just just incredible.
2: Uh, yes, yes, and there's there are there also. I think I was reading an article just recently. In fact, um, I think uh was it maybe yesterday i think uh there was um an ai uh computer uh art uh, there was a there's a winner of an art contest or not contest but uh, submitting he was a winner of a particular thing where they submitted a bunch of artwork um and it, it was um ai generated And so the judges didn't know it was actually ai generated um i have an image of what that looks like it was uh, artist james allen who's an American game designer, um, he uh, created it using artificial intelligence, using a platform called Mid-Journey. And this this particular image here, if, you could, if I can show that real quick here, this is the one that won. Um, he did do uh, editing on this. I believe there's about wow. 80 hours he did on top of this. And, it, and what it does is those Mid-Journey and different softwares, we'll explain at the end, where they basically input, like you said, text or images and things like that, where they have a starting point and then it generates over and over and over until you get what kind of what you want. I kind of liken it to when we used to stare up at the clouds and you'd see faces and you'd see designs and things like that. And you can take a picture of it and start, uh, you know, drawing what you've seen your, your, your imagination is, is is seeing something and it's taking you you know a lot of artists get these these blocks these artistic blocks and they can't design things and so this is kind of a, a helps helps you kind of um, you know what would you call it you know kind of um, uh, enhancing your your mind to, um, to to dream and to have all these different uh, you know get over those artistic blocks and uh, with your imagination and and that's kind of what it's used for. And you kind of you draw on top of that and you edit on top of that using Photoshop or whatever um, package you're using. But pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing how huh? that it won and they didn't even know it.
1: Yes, and that's, that is amazing. I, I've actually used a couple of these AI art creation programs uh, just to kind of play around with them. And I, this is uh, something I created I, I, by typing in the word uh, Steampunk Realm in Unreal Engine. And it produced, uh, this is a series of images that it actually produced. And I, I actually have the camera moving backward in, the, in Z. Uh, so you can kind of give the illusion of, of depth. And so, and it produced these series of images, which is an animation sequence. Uh, and you can see that uh, each frame, it looks like it's, it, it, well, it is, it's calculated separately, but it knows what frame came before it. And so it just, you know, modifies itself and, and uh, it's pretty amazing stuff.
2: What did you What did you generate that in? What was it? Uh, this
1: was a Google's Colab. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's 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 quite a few platforms out there that you can use, and there's so many. I just this was just one that uh, I tried to uh, and and it, some I got some really amazing uh, results out of it. Uh, here's another one, real quickly. Uh, this one is uh, a Glenn Marshall uh, Neural Art uh, from uh, Glenn Marshall Neural Arts uh, YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Check them out. It's, it's called Evolution, and it's basically uh, a <laughs> AI's version of you know kind of a Kind of a, a zoom in to life, if you will, from microscopic. Or it, well, actually, it'd be cool if it zoomed out, honestly, to to kind of portray it, I think, a little better, just from microscopic out to the to mammalian and stuff like that. But it's, it's just a really cool example of what you can do with some of this uh, AI stuff. And um, yeah, there was there was also
2: Nutella. They they uh, generated like millions and millions of um, of, of labels. Uh, here's an example of some of that stuff that they used um, AI for. These are some of the Nutella. Um, they just fit, fed in different data and came out with these generated uh, Nutella um, labels for their, for their product. And I thought these are really, really cool. Uh, these are some of the, the ones that they had listed on their, their site. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's, it's just going to help. You, you, know, you have to obviously pick it and you can refine it and things like It's Just like you said, it's a tool that people are, and companies are using now just to, to, to help. You know, speed up the process of things and save money um, because doing that is going to save a ton of money and save a ton of time because, oh, well, here's, here's an example. I'm, let me show you real quickly um, also. Well, do you want to go into some of the software that you can get for free now or do you want to talk, go somewhere else on that?
1: No, I, you know, I think we can go somewhere else. I mean, it's, you can Google that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course.
2: Um, but well, for example, uh, there's some some software currently. Then I'm gonna go ahead and well, go ahead and go the direction you want to go, and Bill, where do you want to go? Because I oh, want to go well, for some software that they can get, yeah, for no, free. go
1: for the software. We're getting, we're getting to, uh, to oh, the okay, end of the podcast,
2: yeah. So, so there's a software called viscom.ai, and it's in beta. And that particular tool you can do, you can create sketches right there. And this, this particular um video I'm showing is Bert Kaplan, he's a professional car designer, and he used viscom to sketch. Um, just line drawings and it shades it in real time on the top right you can see that shading the vehicle and so he's using this this to generate um, uh, just based on his inputs for his his drawing and it, and it's really neat how fast in real time it, it, you can actually have this thing shaded for doing concepts there's also a thing called generator uh, beta where you can basically they've got two sections either uh, cart concepts or um, I believe they've got something um, where you can do other things as well, um, like concepts for characters and things like that will auto-generate. But uh, you can use that to generate things and then use those and augment on top of that, bring it into Photoshop and uh, change it around. And uh, I thought that was pretty me- and neat that he did this. At the very end of the video, he's got um, one that he actually auto-generated using their concept generator. And then he just re, re- um, um basically took it and in, in did the to force perspective and changed the perspective on it because it was kind of squashed and then added some wheels on it and then he colorized it in, in about 15 minutes. It was super, super fast. Very, very impressive stuff.
1: Yes, and one of the most probably most popular uh, AI projects out there is Dolly 2. Uh, so there's a lot of fantastic work being being done with uh, that, that platform.
2: Yep, yep, there, that, so, there's so. that, yes. And there's also... Uh, waifu, uh, waifu labs state of the art uh, that that uh, basically AI that draws uh, custom anime portraits and mm. that that particular thing is really really cool as well. I mean there's a lot of lot of anime stuff here and here's an example of what it can do and you're, here's where you're saying where it's morphing into different different uh, uh, characters faces and I think that's that's really really neat um, unless, that's, that's, here's another example real quick of where, You've got AI determining what uh, historical figures might have looked like, including the Statue of Liberty's face. I thought it really looks so close to her, you know. That that looks beautiful. Can you see it?
1: Definitely. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is uh, there's going to be uh, some uh, with uh, you know if you combine it with other advances, technological advances. One being you know Elon Musk's you know he's working on. Letting people, you know, with it with his uh, Neuralink uh, implants, people are going to be able to oh, no. maybe touch and interact with these virtual uh, objects via AI, you know, and uh, you know feel the breeze on their skin and smell the bacon cooking. You know, it sounds like kind of like The Matrix. I think this is too big of a topic. <laughs> I mean, we need to yeah. do another
2: one of these because there's so much I wanted to show. Wanted to show way more of the the free software like uh, Midjourney, uh, Disco Diffusion, Artbreeder.com, which Um, gosh, there's so many deep, deep art IO. There's so many of these now online that you, and they're free. You just need to fill out, fill out, you know, your email address and you can start trying it out. Um, we didn't even talk about, um, the things that you can do with, with, uh, enhancing, uh, video where you can, uh, interpolate images, images between. So if it's shot at a, a lower frame rate, which they're basically recreating, you know, a trip down market street, for example, in 1906. You know, colorizing it and showing it in 4K, at 60 frames. Yeah, and
1: upraising it. Yeah, very. Yeah, it,
2: there's all those things. Image stabilization. There's there's all these things I want to show. So maybe we can do this in another one.
1: Yes, I'm looking forward to that, Sean. <laughs> well, thanks again for being part of our podcast today, and uh, we want you to know that we do them exclusively for you. Uh, we had a great time answering Randy's question today, and and we hope we answered Randy's question today. It's just a big, a big subject. You know, what effect is AI having on CGI creation and we hope you learned something that you didn't know along the way and our philosophy is you have to learn something new at least every day if not every three weeks whether you need to or not <laughs> uh, we enjoyed our conversation hope that you did too and if you did please share it around with some of your friends and uh, be sure to hit the like button too because it helps you to find other people like you who are interested in stuff that we talk about here CGI and VFX related stuff. Uh, here on the podcast and uh, by the way if you've got a subject that you'd like to hear us talk about in one of the podcasts you can let us know by going to our website cgbros.com going over the about us tab and then uh, over to ask us anything drop down just like randy did
2: we're always looking to improve our podcasts and and like to know what you think Uh, please leave us a comment below and if you do uh, no guarantees we may even read it during one of our future podcasts In just your case, uh, just in case you didn't know, we bring you a new uh, edition of the CG Insider right here every week, where we discuss things having to do with uh, cool computer graphics, CGI animation, digital VFX, as well as other related and interesting topics. Um, Also be sure to check out the CG Bros uh, YouTube channel for your front row seat for some amazing state-of-the-art CGI short film entertainment by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today as well as checking out some really cool VFX breakdowns behind the scenes and making ofs.
1: You know, Sean and I are looking forward to seeing you here again for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question. How is CGI used to restore old photos and film? That's gonna be historic, that's for sure. Ooh, we'll see you here next week.
0: (laughs) Well, that's it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how is AI affecting the creation of CGI? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please hit the super thanks button where you can buy us a cup of coffee. Please give us a thumbs up too. Be sure to leave a comment because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout out by name. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. Here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more Insider information, deliver it right to your inbox, subscribe to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgpros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how is CGI used to restore old photos and film? This has been episode 2237 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.